Hello and welcome to The Stitch Up. This is the podcast where we discuss the Great British Sewing Bee season nine and I am joined by James. Hello, how are you doing? I'm great, thanks. How are you? A lot more relaxed after your A lot more relaxed. I am not thinking about them at all for the next six weeks until I get the results. Great. So we can expect a lot more laughter then. Yeah. (laughs) I think we're changing up the format this week to start with the quiz. Yeah. So this time I haven't forgotten to prepare a question for you. What a relief. (laughs) The sewers in the first challenge were tasked with making a pair of zero waste trousers. They had to use a channel in their sewing. What is a channel? Well, I actually took notes of this. I believe you would need to create a channel for the drawstring in the trousers. Correct. So I presume a channel is a space between two lines of stitching. Yeah, it's basically like a kind of casing where you'd thread through a drawstring or elastic to pull an item of clothing together. I think that was a good attempt. I think that was very good. It's like a tunnel. It's a, a tunnel. A, tunnel. a ch- channel tunnel. Like the channel tunnel. Yeah, there we go. Okay, so now that formality is finished with, we can get on to the real business. And firstly, it's the observation at the start of the show. So Joe is not sewing today. It's pretty hot where we are. Um, Although she is looking at a pattern size chart in preparation for cutting out a pattern. I can never do anything in secret. James is always watching me. Always watching (laughs) and taking notes. (laughs) And talking about taking notes, I think you did something bad at the weekend. Me? You're looking very worried. What? What did you do at the weekend, Jay? Went to Parkrun. Oh, I bought more fabric. You bought more fabric. <laughs> so we had a trip to Liverpool. And guess what? We went to the fabric district. They have a district. Yeah, I had fabric. no idea there was that was a thing in Liverpool. But they have a street of fabric shops. So, of course, we were detoured there on the way to the park. Yeah, I went into one fabric store and spent apparently way too long in there. So I wasn't allowed to go into any of the other ones, which I thought was terribly unfair. I was just helping your pattern buying addiction. Pattern buying or fabric buying? Sorry, fat. Or both. Fat? (laughs) Fabric buying addiction. I can't speak this week. That's all right. It's very hot here in the UK. We are absolutely boiling. In fact, why don't we have any windows open in here? I've just realised. I think quick, quickly. What is wrong with us? Quick, go and open the yeah, window. Yeah, I'm going to go open a window. Much better. We've got a bit of a draft now. Yeah. Oh, that is a lot better. We were talking about fabric. We were speaking about how I spent, I um, bought some more fabric at the weekend in Liverpool. Did you say what type? No. Tell the (laughs) listeners. Um, I bought some, well, I I bought two fabrics, only about maybe a metre and a half of each. And one is like a stretch mesh in pale blue. 
and the other is a stretch um two-way stretch lycra which i originally thought i might use for swimming costume but then i thought i probably need a four-way stretch so i'll figure it out anyway it's a lovely purple yes so that got added to the collection aside from that we should start so this week is one of joe's favorites it's reduce reuse recycle week and i think you are known for liking to Reduce, reuse, recycle. I love recycling. Give us some examples of what you've, what you've done. In terms of recycling, well, we have a compost bin <laughs> and I took out some potato peelings this evening. I was talking more in terms of fabric, but <laughs> sure. Um, in terms of fabric, oh, I changed some pyjama bottoms into a bralette once. They were covered in Pokemon and didn't fit me particularly well. So I turned them into a nice bralette. And didn't you convert some old gym tops? Yes, my dad gave me some old gym tops that he didn't wear and I changed them. They were a bit, just a little bit too big on me. So I made them smaller by adding some channeling channels. There we go. I added some channels to both sides and put some drawstring in and kind of ruched them up and. Yeah, they they were very nice and I use them in the gym a lot. Fantastic. So on to the show. And first thing we notice is Matthew is wearing a crocheted harness. He seems to be the harness person. Yeah, he's always wearing like some sort of harness, isn't he? Or or incorporates them in his uh, made to measures. I love his style. I think the fact that the harness was crocheted was very on point for this week considering the third challenge well also mia was wearing a crocheted top i don't know if you noticed that yes she was wasn't she so i think yeah they were dressing for the theme we start off with the pattern challenge as always and this time it's a zero waste trouser pattern with a drawstring waist only one piece to the challenge and a lot of mathematical instructions I think Patrick's advice was you need to really choose an appropriate weight and construction of the fabric, uh, something that's not too drapey. Something very stable, yeah. And also they had to incorporate both patch pockets and side pockets into the garment. Lots of pockets, love it. Would you have liked this, the uh, one-piece challenge with a lot of maths involved? I think it would be a lot of fun. I do love uh, numbers, as you know. Our listeners probably don't know, but I am currently studying accounting. <laughs> You're quite good at mathematics. I'm quite good at maths without blowing my own trumpet, but um, I'm okay with numbers. I, I think I'd enjoy it. I'd find it really fun. I love a um, pattern where you have to do a lot of maths. Like I love a good circle skirt or three-quarter skirt where you have to do a lot of stuff with pie. I didn't notice too many observations in this challenge while they were working on the challenge. I've, I've only actually got two notes and one of them isn't even um, relevant. Oh, what, what, what are you typing whilst watching the sewing bee? Well, so the first thing was Fove thinks she's cut the side panel too short. Oh, yeah. And that, they don't line up. That was a bit of a boo-boo. The one that's less relevant is Tony R is in khaki again. <laughs> It is relevant though, because it's about his personal style. I think we should bring back the skulls. I prefer them. I like the mix of skulls and khaki camo. Very nice. The only other points I've got is 
that they want a smoothed curved edge for the patch pocket so the sewers yeah. were doing lots of ironing oh oh really i don't i don't know if i noticed they're doing lots of ironing but or, yeah they or were, at least i thought some of probably them were. They were folding them over and then yeah ironing yeah the curve. and it's very tricky to do a very smooth curve on a pocket like that especially under the time pressure indeed and also the side pocket should be invisible is that hard to achieve um i think it just is again something you need to take care with because you need to make sure there's no raw edge there and um it's just something that i'd take quite slowly but obviously you don't have the time when you're on the sewing bee <laughs> i'm quite pleased you said raw edge because why in my notes it says esme said something about careful with a raw edge yeah so i presume that it that was is what when she was, she was talking, talking about, about the side pockets yeah and i guess finally a channel needs to be created for the drawstring how do you do that well you can tell the listeners now can't you james i've honestly already forgot <laughs> <laughs> well in this case i think they just had to sew two parallel lines of stitching maybe um i'm not sure on the pattern specifically but do they fo- i'm guessing they fold over the top sew two parallel lines of stitching so then you've got your two layers of fabric but then you've got also the two rows of stitching yes so that you've makes got sense. a casing yeah and mia was using a loop turner yeah so there are a few different ways that you could get in your drawstring and a loop turner is quite clever because you just hook it on a pull it through so that'd be quite quick potentially if you're good with them I'm awful with them <laughs> I like using a safety pin to you, t- you put the safety pin on the end of the drawstring and then you just feed it through because it's got the safety pin on the end it's a bit easier to handle and you can also safety pin the other end of the drawstring to the opening to the fabric o- at the opening so that you don't accidentally pull it pull it all the way through and more, then lose it yeah, yeah. to be honest when you said safety pin i was envisioning that part right i don't understand why you'd put a safety pin on the front because it's a lot easier to pull um it's just like a bit like a knobbly bit on the end so it's just easier to grip onto but it will be in the fabric yeah but you need to pull it all the way through so when you make the channel you leave a hole yes and then you put the drawstring through but you need to pull it all the way through the casing background yes but when you pull it through it the 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 drawstring will be in the fabric yeah but it's not that it's not that easy james it sounds easy no i'm not saying it's easy i'm saying it's hard i don't understand how a safety pin makes it easier no trust me james maybe it's because you've never done it before it makes it 10 times easier okay i'll have to believe you just no No. you know what i'll get you i'll do a little demo for you okay sounds good (laughs) Do you have any other observations from challenge number one? Just that you need to get your maths right. I guess maybe Fove did a little miscalculation or something. But they all came out really nice, to be honest. I thought they were all really, really nice. Well done. So I think Lauren had an issue with curves on the pockets, but otherwise pretty good. Vicky, her channel was slightly out, but the pockets looked great. Matthew had an uneven hem, apparently and stepped instead of a curve on the pockets yeah i think a lot of them had issues with the curved pockets it's quite tricky to do tony w had a slight tuck 
I don't really know what oh, okay. that is, but otherwise very good. It's like when the fabric accidentally like um, pinches together. Yeah. Okay. You sew like two layers together by accident. Yeah. I, I I got that. Um, for the listeners that can't see, Joe was pinching with pinching. my fingers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, Lizzie, overall pretty good. I think we we discussed five before with the side panels being shorter and apparently the hem was a bit all over the place Mm -hmm. tony r forgot to turn over the pockets so Uh. had massive long pocket patch pockets and then they said asthma's was brilliant with exemplary top stitching yeah so a quick roundup tony r in ninth five in eighth matthew in seventh and then the top three was Mia, Vicky, and then Asma once again. Yeah. She's really making a habit she of winning. Is, she's the really great. Yeah, she's really great at the pattern challenge. One thing I forgot to mention was there was a bit of joking around in the challenge, I believe, with the choice of fabric between Lauren and Fove. Fove going, oh, Lauren, you've gone for a linen again. And Lauren saying back <laughs> something about flowers You've or floral patterns. Floral print, yeah, because yeah. Fove always chooses the florals. I thought that was quite a uh, <laughs> nice bit of um, competitive jest. <laughs> yeah. Moving on to the transformation challenge. And this week, the contestants had to turn the tote bags into a top. The judges mentioned how important it was to combine both the colour and the print effectively. They also mentioned something about cottons and linens. Oh, just that a lot of tote bags that you get made out of cottons and linens. And also the straps they could make with decorations or Esme mentioned bows, I think. Um, (laughs) And extra credit for using as most of the bag as possible as we are focusing on reduce, reuse, recycle. Yeah. And I think it was really interesting what Patrick made a note that you know, tote bags are really great because you obviously reuse them again and again, but they actually have a really high carbon footprint because there's so so many of them around and so many of us that just have cupboards full of tote bags. And I looked at James when he said that because we have a cupboard full of tote bags. But we do reuse them. Occasionally. So to start off, Tony R mentioned he wanted to do something with neon fabric. Yeah, so I think he made a beeline for the neon tote bags probably probably links into his his personal style yeah i think they all kind of picked tote bags which were their own personal style didn't they because um i don't know you had mia with the pink and yellow and then matthew with like the leopard print yeah so matthew was making this corset with a puffy puffy top uh and mia went for like a festival top Tony W, I just noted, needs drama, apparently. He wanted something that had drama. And Fove was making a blouse, and I noted, what is a front yoke? A front yoke is a, a, well, a yoke is a piece of fabric which other pieces of fabric fall from. So if you picture a men's shirt, if you think of the back of a men's shirt... You've got the top piece. Yes. Uh, that's the yoke. And then the piece underneath is the remainder of the back. Okay. That p- falls from the yoke. Right. Yeah. So if you think of a front yoke, it's literally a piece on the top front of the top where another piece or pieces will fall from. So she made the blue blouse with the, it had kind of white and blue floral print of a, as the front yoke. Did it include a zip as well? 
I don't think it had a zip. I think it had like an opening. Opening, yeah. Yeah. I think think I'm picturing it right now. Yeah. Okay. Moving on to Lauren. Apparently, not even time for pinning. Very brave. I know what pinning is. (laughs) Yeah, I always pin stuff because I... I'm too scared not to. But in, I guess, yeah, I guess in a competition like this, when you haven't got loads of time, then you, there are some sacrifices that have to be made. Exactly. And I guess if it pays off, it's a, a good, well, I guess. That's a, the problem. It might a, a good not risk. pay off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's weighing up that risk. And I also noted that lots of sewers were using the straps for something to go round the neck or over the head. Yeah, it it makes sense for like the straps of the bags to be made as, you know, like armholes or as actual straps for the top or binding. So there's loads of different possibilities that they could have done. One print I did take a liking to early on was the colours of Lauren's. It was kind of a mix with reds, yellows and blues all blended together. I liked that one, yeah. I really like, oh, sorry, were you going to go say something? I wasn't too much of a fan because she did that on one side and, and another uh, yeah. print on the other yeah. side. And I, I don't know. I just didn't think it went. It was creative. That well. Yeah. I was going to say, I really liked Lizzie's with the bees all over it. I thought it was really creative. Yes, that was, that was really good. And also I loved Matthew's. It gave me 80s vibes, Lizzie's. Oh, I don't yeah. know why. It also gave um, me 80s vibes, yeah. And I really liked the strap that she used. At the bottom. At the bottom. Mm. That was quite creative and yeah. something a bit different to what the other others did. Yeah. Asma's was really good. It looked very wearable and, yeah, it was stunning. Really, really good. Loved the little frilly sleeves. And I think I might be remembering this wrong, but I don't think Asma has a great record in the Transformation Challenge. So it was really good to see how well uh, she did this week. Yeah, it's really good. I love it when kind of midway through the season, people's creativity really comes out in the Transformation Challenge. I think it's hard to get into. So maybe they just need time and a lot of iterations of doing transformations to really... um, come through Mm. vicky's color combination apparently didn't work but was complimented on the clever plaited loops yeah she had like a bit of a plaited bit at the back didn't she i thought the colors did work to be honest was this the yellowies and and blues yeah i'm on the fence Um, i wouldn't say it was the worst but i definitely wouldn't say it was it stands out you know which one i thought was quite clever was um tony w's with the button because the bag had the buttons going up the front and he made use of that because it kind of looked like the front of a shirt and I thought that was really good I can't really remember Tony W's to be honest I think it had a halter neck as well it was all blue and it had it had kind of checkerboard oh that might be why I am drawn to it but it had like a checkerboard board print with the blues that's it the checkerboard comes (laughs) comes out once again yeah and finally Tony R, the clash of colours worked really well. It was quite effective. Yeah, see that that's a different kind of clash of colours to Vicky's one. Yes. I think it really, really works. And so overall the judges thought that Lauren was ninth, Vicky was eighth, Tony W was seventh, and then the top three, Mia in third again. Yeah. Uh, Lizzie took second. And Asma 
taking the top spot once again. So at this point, we finished the first day and I really wasn't sure who was at risk because there hadn't been a consistent person that was in the bottom three for the first two challenges. No, I wasn't really sure. I thought maybe Fove because of the first challenge issue with her hem. But yeah, it wasn't really clear cut at all. I thought Tony R, Tony W or Fove could be contenders because one of their challenges went rather poorly. Yeah. On to day two and the made to measure. And this week we had to transform crochet blankets into any outfit. So these crochet blankets were sourced from charity shops and online secondhand stores. And the interesting thing about this was they couldn't practice this made to measure because obviously the fabric is a one-off. That is true, yeah. Although I guess they could practice certain techniques and with similar fabric. Like they could practice cutting into crochet, which is quite tricky in itself. Yes, I can imagine it. It didn't look easy. The judges commented it's critical on how they use the patterns and the colours in the crochet knits. They may choose interfacing or even aligning if the crochet is more open. Yeah, because obviously a lot of crochet fabric is pretty see-through, so you might want to put a lining in that. In the early stages of this challenge, I noticed a lot of people using masking tape. So what was this used for? I think it's to do with making sure it doesn't all unravel when you cut the crochet. I don't know myself. I've never cut into crochet before and I'm not particularly skilled at crochet. <laughs> but I can imagine it was to do with making sure it doesn't unravel. On that point, Fove and Lauren apparently were the non-crochet club because yep. every uh, every other contestant was crocheting. Was, was crocheting or has crocheted yeah. before. That would be me. I'd be in their club as well. <laughs> we do have a brand watch for episode four and that was another pattern and this time it's with asthma um, when uh, it went to the table um, you could see a yellow pack um, that had the word McCall's written on it yeah so I spotted it actually James didn't spot it I, I spotted it <laughs> But I think it was mainly because I was drawn to the yellow McCall's packet because I know those packets are the costume ones. They're all like the cosplay and costume McCall's patterns. So do you believe Asma was using that pattern for her made to measure? Maybe as like a base. Yeah, I don't know. I have no idea what the pattern was, but perhaps I don't see why it would have been on the table otherwise. That's true. <laughs> and coming back actually to the crochet club. It was quite interesting to know uh, Tony R learned to crochet at a festival in a WI tent. I love that. I really love that. What a fascinating story. It's just, yeah, a kind of unexpected, right? It's just funny. <laughs> He's a funny guy. One final bit of technique discussion before we start looking at everyone's makes. Um, and that was, Joe. you said if you were doing this, you'd use a walking foot. And none of them are using them, so do they, <laughs> do they not get given them? I think it just depends what kind of crochet fabric you're using. I don't know. I really felt sorry for Matthew when his needle kept breaking and his fabric wasn't going through the machine. And I was thinking to myself, 
I would 100% be using a walking foot if I was dealing with that thickness of fabric. So I don't know. For I definitely would have been using a walking foot. Maybe he wasn't allowed to. Maybe they, none of them were allowed to. I, who knows? I do, do feel sorry for Matthew. He seemed to have a horrid time of it um, in this challenge. But quite a interesting story he was using a pattern handed down to him from uh, i think it was his grandma it was like some sort of 50s pattern and it was so nice i love a 50s pattern i think he mentioned something about dior style oh maybe i didn't i didn't hear that i don't know if it was a dior pattern but i heard i heard that mentioned but yes overall unfortunately didn't work too well Color combination was great, but the judges noted there was a really bad join between the bodice and the skirt. Yeah, it was such a shame because I loved the concept and I did love the placement of the red squares on the front of the dress with the red stripe around the bottom. But it was such a shame about the zip at the back. It was really noticeable. It was, unfortunately, and the judges had no... No uh, qualm in pointing that out. Yeah, no, definitely. Whereas Tony W set off to do a striped chevron two-piece from the graphical representation. It looked really nice. Unfortunately, something went wrong midway. He was in a bit of a panic and we ended up with a section with no chevron. Yeah, I think what happened was it started to fall apart, the crochet, which is something I'd be terrified of. And so he had to like just... Adapt on the fly. Yeah. Overall, I don't think it looked bad considering the issues. I think it was really good. Patrick wasn't convinced though. Oh, but I think it was just because he had got his hopes up for the chevron chevron. going round. It looks so good. It did, especially at the back with the chevron. I really like that. But I think even without the chevron, I thought it looked very good. We touched on asthma earlier. So she was making a Regency style coat with kind of crocheted flowers. Oh, was it Regency style? That's where the it must have been the pattern. Ah, okay. It must have been a costume pattern for a Regency jacket or something. However, what did you think? The white flowers. Mm, yeah, I was going to say the They same. weren't too convinced. I really didn't like it. I mean, it didn't look awful, to be honest. I really, I just thought it looked... like kind of clown like the white flowers i think without the white flowers it would have looked really good okay i didn't i didn't get clown vibes personally i really liked the purple with like the white flowers on and in the jacket and it's got a lining really didn't like the white flowers on the front i think it was quite adventurous i think the flowers were probably not that easy to i guess so maybe yeah, yeah it just didn't have that usual impact no that you see from asthma now, someone's I really liked was Lawrence. I love the autumnal color palette and just what they said. It looks very chic. It was really chic, chic and modern. I thought it was really good. Yeah, I really love that. And the judges commented on how nice the finish was. Mm. Um, so, yeah, that was, it was the colors were just pleasing to me. It was. Yeah, really pleasing. Lizzie went another way with the striped dress and hooded bomber jacket. The, the judges really liked this one, but I, I really liked the dress, but I wasn't so keen on the uh, jacket, although it was very cleverly constructed. This was the stay. red hooded. Yeah. Yeah, I'd, I, I'd, it just didn't do it for me, to be honest. Oh, I do like the striped dress. I, I thought it was clever use of the stripes going down the body. And apparently the finish throughout was the judges were really impressed with that. So Yeah, she's really great. 
absolutely. You know, I don't know why first impressions, you know, in our first podcast, we put our finalists, we picked our three finalists. I don't know why I didn't pick her. She's like really, I mean, they're all extremely talented, but she's really talented. And um, I think she's kind of improved week on week. Well, that's it, isn't it? First impressions can be deceiving. Yeah, definitely. So Fove's dress, the judges said was going to be a bit too simple. I don't agree. I think it would, I think anything to do with cutting into crochet is not simple. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Dramatic blue and white chevrons. I yeah. Heard. So it was a red, it was red and it had blue and white chevrons and it had a collar. <laughs> Oops, sorry, I've just headbutted the microphone. <laughs> Carry on. Um, and it had a white kind of front with flowers. It had like three or four flowers going down the front of it. I liked it. I mean, it definitely wasn't as creative as some of the others, but I, I thought it was, it was good and she did a good job. It didn't stand out too much. No. For me. But still, overall, a good yeah. fit, as said by the judges. So then we had Tony R's festival look, which was a separate top and bottoms. A crop top and trousers, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. I really liked this one. What did you think? I thought it was really good with the elastic waistband. Yes, I was really impressed. It really stood out. I think it was quite different, the top to the bottoms, but I could definitely see someone going to a festival in that. Oh, yeah, 100%. I could, like, I could definitely see someone wearing that at the festival. I love the squares like over the knees on each leg. Yes, I and, that was and really how clever, the different colours yeah. for the two different legs. Very good. It was really clever. Yeah. Oh, and do you remember just pointing this out? Esme, when she was pulling the elastic on the model. Yes, that was. <laughs> accidentally. Was, was that it. Tony Art? Yeah. All oh, right. That was, that was a very funny moment. Yeah. She was like, oh, sorry. I don't think I should do any more. <laughs> it was definitely elastic. Yes, what, definitely. What they said, yeah. What did you think of Vicky's granny square dress with the cream arms? I liked the main body. The arms don't really do it for me personally. Okay. Um, but yeah, I thought, I think the arms do contrast quite nicely. I'm just, I don't know why I'm not a fan of the arms. I can't really put a... I think maybe it's because the dress is so like... It's got so much going on with all the different colours and the different sized squares and stuff. And then you've just got the plain arms. I don't know. Potentially. I, I'm not sure about the pattern, personally, that, the, you know, the parts where the holes are. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it still looks pretty impactful. Yeah, definitely. And finally, we, we've obviously got to talk about Mia's, oh, which... It was incredible. It just looked amazing. It looked like a Chanel suit. And I think Esme said that or, so, or someone said it. It looks very, very well done. It's so, That's it's really incredible. bad English. <laughs> it looks great. And I can kind of imagine Mia wearing that. Yeah, maybe. I can imagine um, Enid from Wednesday wearing that. And she crochets as well, doesn't she? I can't remember. I think she does, yeah. But yes, it was a fantastic garment. Definitely deserved to be garment of the week, 100%. Yes, and also was my garment of the week before it was revealed. What did I, I pick? You chose Lauren's Made to Measure. Oh, yeah, that was also really good, yeah. And you know what I loved about this whole 
final third challenge was that these blankets got a second chance at life because you always you go into charity shops well at least I do a lot and you always see crochet blankets and it's really sad because someone's obviously put so much time and effort into that and to think that they just sit there and then they get turned into a a lovely piece of clothing it's just really nice isn't it i think your sewing group some people disagree yeah i think maybe if you actually crochet you disagree i don't know i just think what were some of the comments we saw let me pull them up let me pull them up not happy about chopping up crochet blankets which took hours of someone's life any others I'm currently crocheting and wincing every time one of the sewers snips into a blanket. <laughs> I think, I, I mean, there is a balance. Obviously, it's probably not very nice. But as you said, they're being given a second life. They might have been binned anyway. Yeah, they might have been taken to landfill. And that would have been like a million times worse than being chopped into and turned into a potentially lovely item of clothing. So I don't, I don't think it's too bad, but it's quite interesting to hear some of the online reaction. Yeah, it's fair enough. Everyone is entitled to their own opinion. Also, another point I just remembered and um, should have brought this up like a while back. But did you see asthma sewing in stiletto heels? I did not know. Oh, I wasn't my God. looking at the footwear. The only footwear I noticed is Matthew's Crocs, is it? Oh, really? No, yes. I didn't notice that. I, I think just... bright yellow this week. Oh, there was a close-up shot of Asthma's foot on the, with the stiletto heel on the sewing pedal. Incredible. That is... Very brave. Yeah. Yeah. Surely you should choose something a bit more comfy. I mean, but if I was... Enough. Well, if you're on national TV, though, I guess you might want to look your best. But it's competition. Comfort over style. Yeah. I don't... Yeah, I'd, I mean, I'd probably... I sew bare feet, barefoot, so... But anyway, fair play. (laughs) I'm very impressed, yeah. And finally, before we go, we unfortunately have to discuss who is leaving this week or who left. I know. And to be honest, I was surprised. I know Matthew had a bad made-to-measure, but I really thought it would be Fove, to be honest. I thought it would be Fove as well, but I would have been sad, sad to see either of them go. Yeah, so it was sad. I think what I will say about Matthew is I think a lot of his creations were very adventurous and and that's good, right? Because it's if if everyone played it safe or everyone did similar approaches, it would be it would be, boring. be more boring. I think he's so creative and just incredibly talented and yeah. I just I want him to continue sewing and making incredible things. I'm sure his flair will be missed. And to be honest, I'm upset there'll be no more harnesses. <laughs> <laughs> because that, that's like, you know, he's renowned for that. So Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that wraps up this week's episode of The Stitch Up. We're nearly halfway. We are. This is week four. We, we are and week four. We yeah. will be halfway to, uh, next week. Yeah, so we are nearly halfway. That's crazy. It's going very quickly. Thank you for joining us. And we look forward to chatting next week. See you then. Yeah, see you next week. Bye. Bye.